to my podcast. Let's go. I'm all about doing what I want to do and living life to the fullest. Every day, me and my team, we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Welcome to my first investment property podcast where we talk about our experience gained, wisdom learned, and the lessons learned throughout the process of real estate investment and development. I'm Edwin Carrion, the creator of my first investment property podcast. Stay on after the show, and I'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that being said, let's get started. Hey, Jody, super excited to have you on the show today. So welcome to my first investment property podcast. Hi, Doug. Thanks for having me. Well, super excited to hear about your story and your background. We talked a little bit about where you live and where you invest. Um, and I do know there's uh, great shopping there. Um, and there's also some great restaurants and the beautiful uh, shoreline. Do you want to uh, share with our listeners a little bit about your background and how you got started in the investment real estate business? Yeah. So I went to school for business, finance, and accounting. And while I was going to school, I was also running a nonprofit. It just happened to be in real estate. It wasn't even planned. (laughs) Um, So that was pretty great. I wish I knew then what I knew now would have been beneficial. Um, Once I finished school, I came to Chicago. I became a project analyst for a design and development firm. I managed all things finance related for multi-million dollar apartment buildings in downtown Chicago. Really awesome job. Got to go to a lot of roof decks, unaccessible to the public and just see the city from really amazing views. Definitely love that. Uh, Currently, I am an accountant with an accounting firm. I manage two major clients, one of which just happens to be in hospitality, their real estate investment firm. So somehow I've managed to get all this real estate experience by accident. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. (laughs) So um, how did you start investing in your own properties? And so you've had, um, you had some experience, like you said, in the not-for-profit sector. Um, Mm -hmm. And then now you're doing accounting. So you've obviously, you're the number person. Yeah. Um, Lots of times people are the vision, the visionaries and they're going, Hey, I want to get into this business, but they don't know the numbers. Yeah. Funnily enough, I, my head's always in the clouds. I I do too much vision and I'm like, whoa, got to get back to reality here. But um, for a lot of my life, I was always like, if I won the lottery, I want to flip houses for fun. And then, oh, wow. yeah, somehow recently I realized, wait, I don't have to win the lottery to do this. Let me just try to do it with what I have. And yeah. it's worked out. I bought my first three unit property this year. And so what was that like? Walk us through the process. So did you take any additional training, part of a mastermind? Like how did you um, buy your first property? Right. I didn't pay for any type of master classes or anything like that. The first thing I did was hop on bigger pockets, not to throw names out there, but um, I put a forum on there. I connected to a lot of people, did networking. Um, A lot of people want to help other people for free. (laughs) They'll just tell you lots of things. I ended up building a team that way. I have an amazing lender who goes above and beyond in that way. Um, And then as far as my first property, I spent a lot of time analyzing deals. I put in quite a few offers and did negotiations. I started in October and ended up with my first deal in February is when we closed. 
I offered on a property before that, but ended up having to drop out of it after the inspection report came through. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. yeah. Well, good, good for you. Yep. Yeah. I didn't have enough money at the time to deal with everything that came back there, unfortunately. Well, we're seeing a hot market now where they're getting multiple cash offers over asking with no inspections, which is really yes. scary. It is crazy. It's like, I'm trying to get my second deal currently and it's just impossible to make a good decision and put in an offer that will get accepted. So, so um, in terms of um, your criteria, how did you come up with your criteria of what you were looking for? Yep. So my first property was supposed to be a house hack. Um, I still hope that it will be, but we can get into why it's not later. <laughs> um, my criteria, I was aiming for $200 per door after moving out. While living there, ideally, I would be living for free. My property ended up being, I think, with current market rents, once it's all fixed up, it would be $150 per door. But I used Home Possible, did a 5% down payment. So my mortgage payment's a little higher than it would be with a standard conventional 20% down. That's really neat. So yeah. where do you think you're going uh, from here? Do you think you're going to stay in the same, invest in the same area geographically, stay in the Chicago area, or are you going to look elsewhere? What are you thinking? Right. So my main strategy right now is to utilize house hacks as much as possible. I have a partner, so we're able to do two house hacks a year. So we bought the first one already. We're going to do another one this year, three to four unit. And since they're house hacks, they're probably all going to be in the same area in Chicago, sure. like very close to each other. Sure. My main focus right now is Belmont Kragen, but then like areas around there as well. I also want to buy a single family home this year. In addition to those two, just because that's what I can afford at 25% down. <clears throat> And then next year, I want to kind of mirror that same thing. Since I was able to do home possible for my first property, um, I can do FHA now next year as well without having to refinance. So we'll be able to get three house hacks with really low down payments and we'll go from there. Um, I do want to buy a 10 to 20 unit building next year. That's like my big goal, but I need to find the right private investor. That's really cool. Well, good for you. Well, I mean, you know, that doesn't take that long. I mean, like you said, you started in October uh, and mm -hmm. you went till February. And I, you know, I think you know, one of the things I heard that's probably good for the listeners is that you backed out of a couple or a deal that that didn't make sense. So, you know, don't get emotional. Look at the numbers. Right. Look at the reports. If it doesn't make sense, doesn't matter how much you want it to make sense. You can't do it right. Yeah, I'm having that happen a lot right now with the way the market is. It's like everything's priced too high. Yeah. But then there's certain properties, they're just so beautiful. You just have to keep looking at the numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Now you said team. So walk us through um, who's on your team and how you put your team together. Yeah, so I have the standard team, a real estate agent, a lender. I find it very important to have a good inspector because they're the ones that are going to really tell you if it's okay or not to buy a property. Um, my lender, his name is Zach Karp. He's based in Chicago. He's awesome. I highly, highly recommend him. Um, I also have a set attorney that I use as well. 
And then I recently got a handyman and I'm working on a contractor currently, but definitely you want to have a strong team. If you have the right team, they'll guide you through a lot of the process without you having to work super hard on a lot of the aspects. And you won't have to second guess yourself as much because you have multiple professionals that know what they're doing. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, um, yes, I, I guess there's two sides. Lots of times people try to do it all on their own. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's, it makes sense to have a team, especially if you want to leverage and get into a, you know, a 12 unit building. Right. Um, plus a single family, plus a few house hacks. In the meantime. <laughs> yeah. And that reminds me property manager too. Yeah. I definitely want to do that. And I'm running all my numbers, assuming property manager, because, you know, I want to scale and have passive income. I don't want to be working. It's the whole point of this. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the point? Not to work all the time, to enjoy some of the, the, the fine, uh, the finer things that you've got in your area. Um, so in terms of um, advice for people that want to to start in the business, so you mentioned house hack. So for our listeners that don't understand what a house hack is, do you just want to share what uh, what you're doing? Yeah. So a house hack means that you would live in the property. So in my case, I have a three unit building. I would rent out two of the units and live in the third. And the reason this is such a lucrative way to get started is you can do really low down payments. You can get one possibly through your own personal bank or credit union with even like 0% down if you find the right one. But then outside of that, everybody has access to FHA, which is a 3.5% down payment. Versus if you're buying an investment conventional loan, it's 20 or 25% down. It's not feasible for a lot of people. Um, a lot of times the interest rate can also be lower. There's also with FHA, there's a 203k option where you can get the renovations also added into that. Um, so definitely a cheap way to get started. And especially with 203k, they like guide you through everything. I haven't done it personally, but they make sure you're all set. Well, that's neat. I mean, I guess that's because it's your, your, your you know, when you're house hacking, it's your primary residence opposed mm-hmm. to investment property. Yeah. Yeah. So that means insurance is also cheaper. And in Chicago, at least you're protected differently with landlord tenant laws because it's your primary home. Not all the laws affect you. So you're not as overwhelmed with regulations. Oh, I hadn't considered that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a weird couple of years. Um, yeah. <laughs> being a landlord trying to collect rents. Yeah. Um, people are working, not working, losing their jobs or whatever has happened. So what lessons have you learned along the way? Yeah. So my biggest lesson that I've learned for my first property is to really pay attention to the inspection report, ask the inspector a lot of questions anywhere you have doubt. And if they recommend having someone come in and look at the property before close, you should definitely do that. In my case, I bought my property The roof was 20 plus years old. It was very vague. (laughs) I don't think the listing agent knew how old it was. Um, The garage roof definitely needed to be replaced. And we were thinking the main roof would just need a couple repairs to fix some leaks. But it turned out everything needed to be replaced, which was going to be like, I can't remember, maybe like $12,000 for the both roofs. And then they get out there to do the work and there's cedar shakes underneath the main roof, which is a common thing in Chicago. Um, So there's two roofs. They put a new roof on top of the old roof instead of replacing it. And um, for those that don't know anything about cedar shakes, there's no plywood underneath 
the roof. And so all new plywood needs to be put on and plywood prices are crazy. So my roof <laughs> right now is a $22,000 roof job. And that is crazy, but it still works out. But it would have been good to know that beforehand to not get that shocker there. So definitely ask a lot of questions. Yeah, that's a really that's a really good point. Uh, lumber prices right now are a bit ridiculous. I think I was watching some stuff, uh, some numbers yesterday, and they said it's just about tripled. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, ultimately, what's your goal? You said you want some freedom. Um, so you're thinking that are you going to uh, stay um, stay working in your accounting work, or at some point, or maybe you don't want to answer this in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So you want to build yourself, build, build some wealth um, and probably have a little bit more leisure time. Yeah. So I'm definitely, my main goal is financial freedom. I stress out so easy. So it would be really nice to have, to know that I don't have to work if I don't want to and have the flexibility to travel the world. My mind is all over the place all the time. I like, I'm always thinking of new things to do. It'd be nice to just be able to go out there and do them. Like I want to try paragliding and windsurfing these crazy new hobbies can't really do right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really good. Good for you. So, um, moving forward, um, sounds like you've got some great plans and you've got a, and you've got a partner. So you mentioned a partner. So it's a business partner that you brought in. No, it's actually my significant other. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. that, that, that happens too. I've, I've talked to a number of people that invest in real estate, both uh, men and women, and they and often their partners play some role at some point. So, Yeah, he's definitely getting excited. And definitely when it comes to, oh, I could quit my job in like five years. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you get to go first because it was your idea. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So any, any parting words that you want to share with our listeners that may be hesitant, they're listening, going, well, it sounds good. You know, sounds good for Jody, but you know, I don't have all that accounting experience and I haven't had the real estate experience. So I'm not sure I should get started or how to get started. I will say like, so my past experience, while it did help me, my current experience now, I'm like, wow, I wish I had known something about real estate when I was running a real estate company. I could have actually done some really good stuff there. So don't worry about your past experience so much. If it can help you, that's great, but you don't need it. Um, the main thing is getting that first deal done. You learn pretty much everything you'll need to know for all deals going forward, just from doing that first one, because you will have to analyze deals, negotiate, put in offers. You learn about the inspection and appraisal process, the loan process, attorney review, and also, if you have a good attorney and a good lender, once you close or once you get an offer accepted, they will hit the ball running and like tell you exactly what to do. And they'll just carry you along. It's almost like they're sprinting, holding your hand. And you're just <laughs> getting dragged. So they really handle it all. And yeah, so don't be afraid. Well, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. I think you're the first person I've talked to who mentioned the lawyer on their team. Mm -hmm. Um, and that makes sense to me because I, I like to have, um, I like to have relationships with people I work with. So I wouldn't want to have somebody new every time I close the deal. Right. Yep. And then like the same person I can trust and they know me, my personality, my risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. And then another thing, um, if you're afraid of like 
what if this happens or what if that happens? In my case, a lot of bad things did happen, but it was like, take it one step at a time and it's going to be okay. A good way to look at it is think of all the worst outcomes that could happen. What would you do in those situations? And you'll realize it's really not that bad. So in my case, I had the roof situation. I also had a tenant that was supposed to move out right after close that didn't move out, couldn't evict because of COVID. They weren't paying their rent. Um, I had open communication and now they're paying their rent. They're actually paid up through like September right now. It's crazy. So I wasn't able to move into the property. They weren't paying. They are now. So what? I'm cash flowing when I'm not supposed to. <laughs> um, the roof. Yeah, that was crazy. But I also had a car rental business going on at the same time. Just my one car using an app because um, I wasn't using it. So I started finally started to see like a profit and then someone wrecked my car and totaled it. But I got a huge payout that then covered a large portion of my roof. So it's like all these crazy, terrible things are happening, but it's like somehow everything's working out and coming together and it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. You just figure it out. Yeah, that's really cool. And and good for you. I, I like your comment that you'll learn almost everything you need to know after you go through your first deal. Right. Yeah. You build tons of momentum just from getting that first deal done. Well, and self-confidence as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you for sure. From, you know, am I really a real estate investor or am I just, you know, playing at this at the side? But when you've got your first property, however many doors that is, um, whether or not you're making money or not, now you're in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's really cool. Hey, well, it's great to connect. I love hearing your story. Uh, I love your enthusiasm because you said, hey, I'm, you know, kind of a nervous, not a nervous person, but you said some of this stuff kind of freaks me out. And I'm thinking, wow. Your property, I mean, the the roof and your car and here you are smiling away going, yep, yeah, just this stuff happens. You just work through it and, and carry on. Yeah. Uh, for a while, I was like, wow, can anything else happen? And then stuff kept happening. It's like, seriously? <laughs> Don't the ask person, that question. <laughs> the person that wrecked my car, I got $500 worth of red light tickets as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the police apparently were looking for me at an old address. No idea what's going on there. <laughs> oh, let's 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 hope for let's hope for brighter brighter days. Yeah. Yeah. As we're moving into spring and your city's gonna be, you know, continue to get more beautiful as the weather warms up. Definitely super excited about that. Well, I appreciate you taking time, Jody, to share with our audience and share your story. And just be honest to hey, look, you know, this is what happened. Some bad stuff happened, but you know, mm-hmm. to your point you work through it. It wasn't like the end of the world. Like it, some days it felt like the end of the world, but um, the world didn't end. And here you are carrying on smiling, still working, still, still investing and growing your business. Yeah. I don't regret a bit of it. It was all worth it for sure. And so next time we see you, it'll likely be on Instagram with a cam as you're parasailing someplace. Heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank, thanks for sharing. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you sharing your, your lessons and your story. Yeah, thank you. There you go, listeners. There's another example of um, someone that's got a dream and a goal and a vision and worked through the obstacles and is building a business to financial freedom. So thanks for tuning in. We look forward to serving you on our next episode. I'm all about doing what I want to do and living life to the fullest.
Every day, me and my team. We're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story and you want to be a guest on my show, please visit my website, edwincarrion.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. And if you like what you heard today, please follow me on my social media channels, Instagram and Facebook at edwincarrion78 or click on the link on my website. Also, please subscribe to our show on Apple, Google, Spotify, and you'll find our podcast there. Whatever you listen to your podcast. Once again, I'm Edwin Carrion. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. Until next time.